Tasty Wine Taste Podcast. Welcome to the new episode of the Wine Taste Podcast. This is Antonello Biancalana, and this is the first episode for 2014. We are going to talk about wine sensorial tasting again. We are resuming this subject. And like I said in the previous episode dedicated to this subject, the olfactory evaluation of a wine certainly is the most complex of them all. In fact, I guess that we are going to dedicate many episodes to this subject because not only the fact that the olfactory evaluation of a wine is very important, but also because it is complex and uh, it takes practice times and we need to understand what to do. We are going to talk about how to approach the olfactory evaluation of a wine and what you are supposed to do when you first smell the wine that you have in your glass. Of course, it is also a matter of technique, and this is what what we are going to talk in this episode and in the next episodes. But of course, and most important, it is also a matter of time and practice and experience. And this is just something that only time can give you. And of course, a good commitment to this subject. And after that, you also need a good memory because you need to remember uh, the smell that you perceive uh, for each wine and this will be very useful when you are going to taste all the other wines and remember uh, what smell you perceived in the past wines and so it will be useful in recognizing wines, grapes, areas and so on. The first thing that we are going to do when approaching the olfactory evaluation of wines is the evaluations of faults. We already discussed about this in the past episode of our podcast. However, recognizing faults is very important. First of all, because faults are detrimental to quality. And a good quality wine is, first of all, a wine having the least number of faults. Perceiving and recognizing faults is not easy, of course. It takes time, experience, and once again, you need to recognize faults in order to tell them. And in this regards, and I understand this may be considered as funny or odd, but every time you have the chance to taste a faulty wine, it is a great opportunity for you to improve your skill in recognizing faults. So, in case you are going to uncork a wine having a fault, okay, I'm sure you are going to be disappointed for that, but you should take the opportunity and to learn the nature and the uh, smell of a fault. Then after that, uh, we can proceed with the approaching to the, re- the perception of all the other aromas. It should be said that experience plays a very important role, but it is also a matter of technique, like I said. Let's understand a very easy approach to the olfactory evaluation of a wine. The most difficult part in the olfactory evaluation of a wine is the skill to tell one aroma, perceive it and the complexity of all 
the other aromas. So you have to tell one and all the other aromas, perceiving the whole smell, which is the total sum of all the aromas that you are perceiving to the nose. This is not easy, uh, but we can uh, simplify the process just to use this, the, the right techniques. First of all, it is not useful to try to tell the name of a specific aroma, but it, it is more useful and less time consuming to try to tell the family or class to which this aroma belongs to. For example, if we perceive an aroma and this aroma can recall to our memory a fruit of a flower, this is the point. So we got the family of the aroma, and after we determined the family, we can put our attention in order to tell the aroma. For example, if we smell an aroma and we say that that aroma is a fruit aroma, we can then proceed in order to spot the specific aroma, but we can do even better. So uh, as soon as we determine the family of the aroma, so it is a fruit, we can also um, determine the subclass of the aroma. So what kind of fruit it is? It is a white-berried fruit, it is a black-berried fruit, and so on. This also gives the chance to eliminate a lot of aromas and thus simplifying the process of recognizing an aroma. As soon as we determine the subclass of the aroma, so for example, it is a white-berried fruit, we can concentrate on what specific fruit? Is it an apple? Is it a pear? Is it a peach? And so on. Likewise, we can do the same with all the other aromas we are going to perceive to the nose, and this is very easy, because we can, of course, focus on what we are more familiar with, and of course, flowers and fruits are probably the most typical example of elements of which we are very familiar with. Maybe fruits is even easier to recognize because fruit is a food and we are probably used to see them in our table or however we eat fruit and we can concentrate on the smell of the fruit. Moreover, the skill of a taster, in particular in uh, telling aromas, is to be very curious about everything. So, as memory is very important, every time you have the chance to smell something, you should pay attention to what it is and to associate a name to that. And as for names, it should be said that tasters usually use names for analogy because it is easier to communicate a sensation, a smell, and rumor by telling the analogy uh, with some fruits or flowers instead of telling the name of a chemical compound or a chemical element in order to communicate that specific sensation. So it is more easier to communicate to others that we smell banana, apple, violet, and so on. This, of course, simplified the whole process. Of course, it is very hard to spot one aroma inside a glass of wine because you have a tremendous amount of aromas uh, that can be perceived to the nose, but it is also a matter of time. So take your time, 
don't be in a hurry, at least in the beginning, because you, you have to learn. And so you need your time. You need to find your own technique. But however, approaching an aromas by telling the family first and then the subclass and then the name of the specific aroma is, however, a good approach to the olfactory evaluation of a wine. Okay. Uh, my 10 minutes are over, and like I said, I guess we are going to dedicate many episodes to this subject because the olfactory evaluation of a wine certainly is the most complex of them all, but however, it is the most rewarding evaluation of them all as well, because the smell can tell a lot about a wine. A good smelling wine certainly is a good wine, also when you taste to the mouth, but a wine having a bad rumus probably is the sign that the wine is not good, and when you will taste the wine and you take a sip of that wine to your mouth, you will probably notice that the taste is bad as well. So uh, smell usually tells many things about wine quality. Okay, that's all for the moment, and thank you for joining us to this episode of The Wine Taste. I hope that you will join us in the next episodes of our podcast, and of course we are going to talk about olfactory evaluation of wine again, because this is very important. And my wish to you all, as usual, to have a good wine in moderation, provided it is always a good wine. The Wine Taste Podcast. <laughs>